Hey, how's it going, everyone? This is Coach Chris here, and I'm recording another episode of the Night in Runs podcast. Thank you for listening today. It is December 16th as I record this. We're pretty much wrapping up the fall racing season and going into a bit of a transition period at this time. A lot of my athletes are done with all of their races for 2022 and starting to set their eyes on the year ahead. A couple of weeks ago, I uh, asked here on the podcast that if you are thinking about reaching out to me for coaching in 2023, to please do so. And a number of you did. I've actually signed up six new athletes in the past month who are excited to start training for their spring marathons and half marathons. And I'm really happy and excited to help them on that journey. If you're doing an April or May marathon, right now is the time to get started with your base training. And when I say base training, I don't mean you can just blow it off. Base training needs to be as structured as every bit of your marathon training. The best athletes start preparing for an April and May race 16 to 20 weeks in advance. So if you're daydreaming right now about your spring marathon and half marathon goals, it's time to take action. Nothing will get you more motivated than signing up for a race and having a date on the calendar to work towards. Once you've done that, you need to make a plan. Yesterday, I actually published a blog post on my website. If you go to nightandruns.com slash blog, you'll see it all about planning the perfect marathon season. And all of us who are looking at running a great marathon this spring should take a look at that and figure out how to best plan your racing season so you're on track to reach your marathon goals. We're going to get a little bit more into how you do that later in the podcast today, as well as talk about things you can implement in the new year to make your training just a little bit better this year than it was before. If you enjoy the Night and Runs podcast and everything I put out there from my book to my blog uh, to the content on social media, you can support this show and also get great training plans for yourself and join our community through my Patreon page. That's at patreon.com slash night and runs. You can sign up either as a supporter of the show for as little as $5 a month and get your questions answered here on the show, as well as personal thanks from me. Or you can sign up for the Night and Runs training group and get access to download all of the training plans that I've created for the marathon, half marathon, and shorter racing distances as well. We got great training plans in there for athletes at all different mileage points and ability levels. So you'll be able to find something perfect for you. If you're a little unsure about how to best train for your spring race, you can check that out. Also, when you join our community, You'll get access to myself and all the other runners in the Night and Runs training group to get your questions answered as they come up when you're following my training plans. I also got probably, I'd say, one or two more spots I'd be looking to fill for one-on-one high-touch coaching. So if you're interested in uh, 
personal relationship with me where we develop you as an athlete uh, every step of the way. And, you know, you're really going all in on your running goals this year. You can reach out to me through nightandruns.com slash coaching. I got a spot for maybe one or two more people if it's the right fit. All right, let's get into the show. So uh, on, no, excuse me, on December 4th, we had the Martin Richard 8K. This was a Knighton Lions team event. It was awesome. We had about 20 athletes from the Lions get together in the Boston area. And though the athletes I coach are spread out all over the country, and even some internationally, it was so cool to get 20 of us together to compete in this race. Personally, for me, this might have been the best race of my year since the Boston Marathon. I had my first child back in June. My training since then has been a little less volume, I would say, since um, giving giving birth to my first child, uh, my wife and I. And most of the races this year, I was close to my PRs and close to what I did in 2021, but not quite there. And this was the first race for me where I feel like, well, I actually ran faster at MRIK this year than I did the year before. I beat my previous time by close to 40 seconds. I finished fourth overall and had an awesome Fartwick-style battle with another runner in the final two miles of the race. It was super fun. And I ran alongside two of my teammates, athletes who I coached. John Gunn and Sammy Jouet for most of the race. It was so fun running with them and having that teamwork to push each other and run together for the first few miles of the race. The two of them also ran exceptionally as well as did pretty much everyone. We had a whole bunch of personal bests in that race. A lot of people ran their greatest performance of the season uh, it was a lot of fun. We got together at a brewery afterwards and shared a couple of drinks, and it was a fun time. I do try to organize a handful of these team events throughout the course of the year. So if you're in the Massachusetts and Rhode Island area, uh, please do stay tuned to what I put out. They're always a lot of fun. It's nine days until Christmas. Kind of can't believe that. Um, <laughs> if you're like me and not the best about pre-planning your holiday gifts, then you might want to check out the holiday gift guide that I put together for this year. This is something that I wanted to do for a few years, but never really quite got around to. But uh, my wife, Erica, and I put together a holiday gift guide for runners for this year. So if you have a friend who is a runner, um, maybe a family member who's a runner, and you kind of think they have everything, we put together a list of about 10 of kind of, you know, cool items that any runner would really love. Some of these are pretty fancy. Some of them are pretty simple things. But I think these are all things that would really wow just about any runner. Um, if you want to check that out, 
I'm going to put the link in the show notes to this podcast. Be sure to act fast so you can get your things delivered before Christmas. Uh, And some of the links in there, if you buy through the gift guide, they help support what I do uh, through Night and Runs as well. So I would appreciate that if you consider taking a look at it. As we head into the next year, I want to talk a little bit about what can you do to make this upcoming year just a little bit better? Run training stacks on top of itself. You are the product of your past. All the things that you've done in the past with your training, the things that you did three months ago, six months ago, a year and more ago, they are the reason why you are what you are now. We always want to keep tweaking and improving what we're doing so that six months to a year from now, we're even better. And in the short term, what little tweaks can we do to make sure that our races in the next month or two months or three months are going to be the best that they can be? After every successful training cycle, you want to take what worked and you want to add a little bit to it. If anything didn't work, think about that, discard it or change it for the next time around. But what's one thing that you can do a little bit better this year? Maybe that's just following a better training program. A lot of the folks who reach out to me for coaching or sign up for the training group I have on Patreon do that because their their running has been very haphazard. You know, they just do a little of this, they do that, they go out and run. You know, maybe they do a workout every so often. There's not really any rhyme or reason to it. They just kind of do what they feel. And usually haphazard training results in haphazard performance. One of the best things you can do, I mean, probably the best thing you can do, is if you're not following good run training structure to start doing it. There's a lot of different ways you can start following good run training. If you're interested in my training plans, my coaching, you can reach out to me. There's also plenty of free resources online. You can download my book and learn all about how to develop your own training. Or you can get a copy on Amazon and mark it up and you know make your own training plan. And there's plenty of great free plans online that you can find as well. But if you're not following anything, if you're just totally making it up or you're totally changing the plan and not sticking to it, this is a clear, clear way to improve. One of my athletes um, has set nine PRs in this past year. And one of the biggest things, maybe the biggest thing that we did to make him set nine PRs in every event he PR'd is just taking what you know, I would call kind of haphazard training and putting him on very structured marathon training. He went through a spring season, PR'd in a lot of events, ran his first marathon. He went through a fall season, PR'd in ton more events and PR'd in the marathon in a second marathon. And this year, as we go into his second year of training with me, I'm expecting him to just keep on improving as long as he keeps at it. Maybe you have been following 
a good training plan. But have you been doing the same thing for a while? Do you need to mix it up? Our bodies react to changing stimulus. When we've been doing the same thing for a long time, our bodies get used to it. They don't, it doesn't challenge us anymore, and we don't grow. So there's many ways to change up what you're doing. With the athletes I coach, often this just means doing more miles from season to season. There's very few athletes out there who would not benefit from running more miles. First, you need to get the structure right. You know, maybe you train for your first marathon and you only do 30 miles per week, but you have good structure there. In the next marathon, you could do 40. In the next marathon, you could do 50. If you have the time and inclination, your next marathon, you could do up to 60, and then you're kind of getting into this high mileage range where most athletes, if they can manage that, are going to see tremendous improvement. So can you be running more? If you're already running a lot, and I think for most working adults, if you're running over 50 miles per week, that's a lot. Don't get you know, worried about what professionals and, you know, young semi-professional runners are doing. Like it's different when you're young and don't have life obligations or professional. You can, you can easily run a hundred miles per week when that's your job. It's tough to run 50, 60, 70 miles a week when running is just one part of your life. Often for runners in this situation, Maybe running more is the answer, but there's diminishing returns. How can you tweak your running to make it a bit more efficient? Can you make a bigger emphasis on strength training this season ahead? Can you do better and more varied workouts than you've done in the past? Can you get better rest and actually prioritize that? I think often athletes who just put on tons and tons and tons of mileage and aren't necessarily running the times that they expect could benefit from doing some of these other things, making their training a bit more well-rounded than simply just running as much as possible. Do you need to work on your consistency or do you need to work on your routine to get out the door on time, get your run in and not make excuses for me personally one of my biggest detriments as a runner has been that I've never really had a good routine of when I run in the day. Running is one of the most important things in my life. You know, family, my business, night and runs, and my own running, those are the three most important things for me. But I've always just fit in my running around the other stuff. Took me a few months to figure this out, but since having our, our first daughter, I realized that I can absolutely run as much as I want. I just need to have a better routine. I can't use having a kid be an excuse for not running. And the routine that I've settled on is I just need to set my alarm clock and get up before my kid gets up and go run. So for me, I, I resisted setting an alarm clock for a long time. Um, since I quit my corporate job and became self-employed, you know, I thought not having an alarm clock, it's like one of the biggest joys of 
being self-employed and setting my own schedule. But what I realized is I would tend to sleep in later than I wanted to. So about a month ago, I started to set my alarm clock at 6 a.m. every morning. And I get up and I have coffee, I do whatever chores around the house, and then 7 a.m. I try to get out the door. By 7 a.m. on the dot. And from 7 to 8 a.m. I run. And by the time I get home, my wife probably has the baby up and I've got my run in for the day. I can take over daddy responsibilities. Uh, my wife can go out for her run if she wants or you know get ready for her work day ahead. Um, and I can start my work you know, maybe by 8.30 or 9 in the morning. But my run is out of the way. And I know this sounds simple, and if you're a morning runner and you've been doing this for years, you might think, yeah, it's obvious that that's what you do. But for me, just getting up at 6 a.m., getting my run in, I've been so happy since I started doing that. My running's been so much more consistent, and I don't feel like I have any excuse anymore for why I can't get all of the runs I want to get in or all of the mileage I want to get in anymore. So do you need to work on a new routine in 2023? Everyone's going to be a little different with this, but think of the thing that you can do to make your training just a little bit better next year. One other thing I want to touch on, and I mentioned I did write a blog post about this on my website. I'll put the link in the show notes as well. Planning the perfect marathon season. Now is the time to figure that out. If you're planning to run an April or May marathon, or half marathon, or 5K or 10K, it really doesn't matter the distance. Make that April or May race your goal, your focus, the thing you gear all of your training towards. Now, to best be prepared for that, you have to do some practice races. I usually call these tune-up races. You can race them hard, you can race them to your best of ability, but they're stepping stones along the way to your big goal, marathon, or other race. You want to sign up for a few of these. And the way to do it, the way to build the perfect season, is to pick two races to do before your goal marathon. Let's just say your goal marathon is the Boston Marathon 2023. That's the example I used in the blog post. And this is this previous spring. That was my goal race. You want to find a half marathon to run about four weeks to eight weeks prior to that marathon. Do not run a race within one month of your goal marathon. I'm going to say that again. Do not run a race within one month of your goal marathon. But four to eight weeks before, find a half. Once you've found that, back up about another month and look for a race that's about a 10K in distance. Could be a little less, could be a little more, 
5K would be fine if you can't find a 10K. But pick that as well. Sign up for those. Get them on the calendar, and then you can start to build your training around those races. And you're going to have two opportunities of increasing distance to race, to test your physical ability, your speed, to get a realistic check-in of what's possible for you in terms of pacing when it comes to this marathon. You're going to get practice just going through the routine of getting to a race, competing in a race. If you make any mistakes, you're going to be able to learn from them along the way. If you're working to develop your confidence when it comes to racing, you get two opportunities here in low-pressure environments to practice the art of racing, the skill of racing. You're going to have two opportunities to get very good at racing before you get to your goal marathon in April or May. If you space it out like this, you're going to have a race approximately every month. And that's perfect because a month is about how long it takes to get one rung higher up in the ladder you're trying to climb in your fitness journey. You know, after about three weeks or four weeks of good training, you're one rung higher up that ladder. That's a great opportunity to race and test yourself. Then you wait another four weeks of good training and you can test yourself again. If you do this and practice running these two tune-up races before your goal marathon, you're going to set yourself up for success in that marathon. And you're going to feel very comfortable with the racing environment by the time you get there. All right, folks, that's all I got for you today. Today we talked a little bit about building routines and identifying that one thing that you can do better in 2023 to make your running just a little bit better. What's something that you did well in 2020? Two, that you could improve in the new year or something that didn't go so well and you really need to improve in the new year. Take what worked from the fall, repeat it in the spring, and just make it a little bit better. That's how you improve year after year after year. And we talked a little bit about how to plan the perfect spring marathon season. You pick your goal race, Let's call it April, the Boston Marathon. You back up four weeks to eight weeks and you pick a half marathon and you back up four weeks off of that and you pick a 10K. Doing these three races is gonna teach you to become a very good racer, a very confident racer. So by the time you get to your marathon, you're ready to go and you know what you're capable of. All right, I'll be back with you all next week. Thank you so much for listening. If you enjoy the show, would you please consider leaving a review on your listening platform, whether that's Spotify or Apple Podcasts. I don't even know what they call the Apple one anymore. It's not iTunes anymore. Your reviews really, really help a ton. It tells those platforms to share this show 
with other listeners. Maybe someone's listening to another running show and it says, hey, you might like the Night and Runs podcast as well. So if you've learned anything from this show, if you've been inspired, just a few sentences about what you like about it or how it's helped you would really, really help me a lot in sharing this show with others and you would be able to help get this content to others as well. It would mean a lot to me, so appreciate it if you took the minute to do it. And if you haven't already, be sure to download a free ebook copy of my book, uh, Run Faster Marathons, The Proven Path to PR. You can get that on nightandruns.com and just click the button that says free book download. I'll send that to you. You'll learn how to develop your own training or what goes in a coach's mind when it comes to developing your own training. For those of you running April and May marathons, right now is the time to get started. So be sure to read through my book. It's always a good refresher to some of these concepts. Even if you're a seasoned runner, you're definitely going to learn something from it. If you want the paperback version, you can get that on Amazon. All right, folks, thank you for listening. I hope everyone has a great week ahead, and I'll see you soon. Bye.